This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Here we go. We got one of our Taz and Jim listeners, Mitch, on the line. He wants to warn single people about these Facebook groups and websites that are popping up where people are sharing their experiences about online dating, right? So I know you've heard about these groups. I have, actually. Yeah, Yeah, they're um, called... uh, Am I dating the same guy, Toronto? Am I dating the same guy, Vancouver? There's different yeah. names for them, but they're often called that, and it's a way that uh, women can post something about a guy with a name or a photo and uh, find out if there's any red flags or if he's already dating multiple women. That This platform like was originally intended for good, good purposes, for abusive men or men that are cheating or whatever the case may be, which is totally noble and... Yeah, sure. so women can share information in a private safe forum right so i agree with that whatever it is what it is fine you want to say a guy's a red flag or he's a cheater or he's an abuser or whatever fine i got blasted on the one page are we dating the same guy so my photo got put up there and uh somebody had said this is a photo from his facebook does anyone know this guy his name's mitch asking for a friend there was a girl in that group that messaged one of my friends one of my good friends, and said, hey, I got to let you know your friend got literally like blasted on this page. And I'm not a bad dude, okay? I got I got no hard dexes or anything like that or nothing like that. I have a son, I have a business, you know what I mean? Like, What were you I'm getting blasted ab- for then? I'm not a abusive dude. I don't know. Anyway, so this, this post was a massive paragraph, and somebody went off and said, run away from this dude. He's a narcissist. He'll take all your money. Uh, he's a drug addict. He this that like a, I'm talking a massive paragraph. Total defamation of my character. So there was some. There was a couple of nice comments on there from people that I know. Mm-hmm. Said I but, like doing oh. drugs with him. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So then I find out I was on that platform. Then I find out from another person that I was put on another platform. What was and it are called? you a like, single guy, Mitch? Like, are you on the dating scene? I am a single dude. I have no girlfriends. I have no side chicks. I don't but you're on the nothing. dating apps? I'm on the dating apps, yeah. So <clears throat> the picture that got posted of me is on my Facebook, but that was one of my pictures that was on my dating apps. So I got posted on one platform, got blasted. Then I got posted on another platform. Like, do you know and- who's posting this stuff? Can you see... Because so, a lot of times they are Facebook uh, pages. They're separate pages on Facebook.com yeah, itself. So and then so you have a profile. Who's posting them. Yeah, so you... so. But often they're also on Reddit, which is anonymous. Yeah, and on this Facebook page, if you want to be anonymous, you can. You can post it as an anonymous post. Mm. And you can, you can get the administrator to post the picture for you. And then if you want to post as an anonymous person, you can make your name anonymous. And then just post whatever the hell you want. Say whatever the hell you want. Not to mention... On this page, they have a point system. Um, you get gold stars for being a, a top contributor. I'm like, how many guys do you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, how can you have an like, opinions on 50 guys? Right? Like, how are, there's a point system and stuff. They go out for ladies' nights. Like, it's absolutely insane. So then I had a random dude that I don't know um, message me. And he's like, hey, man, he sent me this massive Facebook post. And he's like, he, or this message that said, hey, I just want to let you know, I don't know if you heard anything about these pages, but you're on this page and you've been blasted on this other page called Unhinged, which is a different page. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, then I find out that there's a third page called uh, Not Grandma's Cup of Tea, 
that all of these girls <laughs> okay are mitch i gotta ask the uncomfortable question here this reminds me of a girl in high school who goes i hate drama but drama just follows me and then you 100%. go wait at what point are you looking in the mirror and reason and realize you're causing the drama now mitch i'm not accusing you of anything here but why do you think this keeps happening to you specifically I the same thing this is my only theory to this so i know that the one girl that posted on there is friends with my recent ex which was like a few months ago. But like, we didn't have a bad breakup or anything. We just went our separate ways. We split. It just wasn't working out. We, we, we were still talking. We were still friends in a way. One of her friends had posted on my page. I don't even know who she is. So I just thought, I don't know. I, I wanted to let all my boys out there know. I put a post, uh, Facebook post on my page as well. to be like, guys, just be aware of this. Like, you know, <laughs> like I, I get it. You know, you want to be protected. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I want women and in theory, it sounds like a great idea. Of course, I want to be protected from men and sleazeballs and guys who cheat and steal and lie and nah, nah, nah. But like for guys that are good dudes and you're getting put up there and blasted like that is just, I thought it was wild. So, and like I said, I, I had a random guy reach out and message me. He's like, I saw your page on there. It took me a while to find you, but it's definitely you. You're in a red shirt, not on a couch with a dog, blah, blah. And so then I actually got a hold of that guy and he told and me. And now he, we're engaged. Yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> done with women. Romance. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Right? laughs> so then he's like, I just think it's ridiculous that, he, that they can just slander us and do that with no repercussions, no nothing, blah, blah, blah. I thought I'd let you know that you run this page. And I was like, holy crap. So, yeah. And, and yeah. here's the problem. Mitch, I don't know. Maybe you are a sleazeball. I'm having doubts I mean. be, I, because I of this website. You, I don't know for don't, sure you're not. You don't know. And I, I believe you, you know, and I understand where you're coming from with that and everything, but uh, I can assure you I'm not. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it's just kind of crazy. I just thought you guys might want to hear about it. And I'd like the guys to know, you know, and I'd like the girls to know too that if you want to use those platforms, use them responsibly. Guys, use them respectfully and responsibly, right? Like, don't be doing that kind of stuff. Don't ruin it for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> thanks, Mitch. Awesome, you thanks dirty very much. dog. So, what do you think of Mitch's story there, Jim? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll hear him out. That's my thing. I don't know what happened. I don't know the reality. And there's always two sides to every story. Right. Three sides. My mistake. His story, her story, and the truth. Um, I think the concept of these groups is interesting to talk about anyway. I mean, it's an interesting conversation. Is Mitch a good guy? Is he being painted in a bad light? I don't know. We just had a listener on. If you're uh, joining us and you missed it, we were talking about these websites where women, private groups on Facebook will share stories about online dating and they will warn other women if they think a guy is sleazy and you know maybe he's dating multiple women that uh, that information will be shared amongst the group they have meetups and mm-hmm. you know it's a it's a good community and it is you know a valuable tool problem is with a lot of websites they start as one thing and they slowly devolve into something else right yeah like facebook remember when it was fun and you're <laughs> yeah. like talking to your friends and family how about six buzz yeah, I, fo- I follow Six Buzz, but when that started out on Instagram, it was stuff that was going on in the Toronto area. Yes, yeah, specifically in the Six. And now they'll post anything as long as it gets them likes and clicks. Yeah, yeah. And you can't blame them because the more likes and clicks you get, the better. It's a business. So what happens when they've already uh, spilt all the tea about the sleaze balls on the dating scene in one city and they have no one else to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you branch out to new cities. No, you start making stuff up. Oh. It reminds me, did you see the, uh, the documentary on Netflix called The Most Hated Man on the Internet? No. It's about this guy in California. His name was Hunter Moore, and he started a, a website called... Are you up or something like that? Or okay. anyone is is anyone up? Yeah, this sounds familiar. And it was a revenge porn website, and people would post naked pictures yes. of significant significant others, or they would post pictures of themselves. But once this website started getting traction, this guy hired a hacker to hack into people's phones and email accounts. And he would steal naked pictures of people and post them himself, claiming that someone else was posting them. And he would refuse to take them down because he was getting so many likes and clicks and likes and clicks equals dollars. Wow. Just when you think the revenge porn guy can't sink any lower. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you get worse? Oh, he did. Yeah, he stole the pictures yeah. and the videos from people's phones. Um, but yeah, it happens. You know, something starts out, I'm not saying a revenge porn thing is ever a good idea. <laughs> that was a bad idea from day one. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, well, once you get a little bit, a little taste of the likes and the clicks, and you need to maintain and sustain your trajectory. Yeah. I think the difference is though this isn't a business. It's a completely anonymous, like it's a crowdsourced, you know, group. So that means there's nobody accountable as well. And again, we don't know Mitch. Maybe he is guilty of everything they're accusing him of. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But Uh, if he's not, there's the problem. You get accused of something and then people always have that little seed of doubt in their minds about you. Yeah. Whether it's true or not. And whether you're a guy or a girl, you know, there's a common thing where your your ex lies about you once the relationship is over to tarnish your reputation. It happens to both sexes. So who knows? Yeah. I'm just glad I'm married. (laughs) <laughs> know, before the tech thing took over. Good hopefully Lord. my wife isn't in these groups saying stuff about me. Well, Taz, it's funny because people are sending us stories like their own stories. And they said, there is a London, Ontario one now. And recently a guy was busted. A wife put her husband up there. She must have, her gut must have been saying something. He was busted sleeping with three women in the area. Uh-oh. So, I mean, like, these th- <laughs> these websites serve a purpose, but yeah. it's still shady. I don't know. Justice but, was served I mean, in that there case. You go. But is if it that's served, what happened. Is it served in every case yeah. is the problem. They're out there, so adjust your behavior accordingly. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Alexis on Fire performed at the Juno Awards in Edmonton last night. Live on the CBC. So. Man, it's going to be fun to see those guys performing at Rock the Park in London, Ontario this summer. Mm -hmm. Good performance by Alexis on Fire, but the moment that everyone's talking about is the protester who ran on stage while Avril Lavigne was getting ready to uh, present an award. And (laughs) the protester was topless. Mm Mm-hmm. A uh, little pasties over the nipples, but other than that, nothing from the waist up. And I think Avril handled it pretty well. 
Based in Victoria, BC, his music has gained a worldwide audience with sold out shows in Canada, the US. Get the f off. Get the f off, bitch. <laughs> he has sold out shows. Back into the teleprompter. Yeah, yeah, maybe she didn't handle it that well. She knows she's on TV, right? Avril? Yeah, yeah. But I, but you know who didn't handle it well? The security. That yeah. girl was on stage for 15 seconds at least, topless, walking to and fro from the stage. And the security, when they finally got on stage, like literally walked up and then grabbed her, like put their hand on her arm and said, please come with. It was the slowest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it wasn't like the guy who ran on stage at the Dave Chappelle show. <laughs> Immediately got <laughs> who beat got up. Leveled. Yeah. If that was a shirted dude... Security would have reacted a little differently, I think. Yeah, I mean, but you just never know. Like, crazy takes all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Like, you got to be on the ball. Okay, good point. I'm I'm on Avril's side. Yeah. She handled it well. What she else did you do? She should have kicked her. Well, <laughs> she did. Later in the evening, she won a Juno Award. Yeah, and she said, "If anyone comes up on stage, the Canadian me is gonna, in me is going to come out, and I will kick that." Beeps, beep. Yeah. <laughs> See you later, boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Uh, this woman was protesting, and you almost don't want to give attention to the cause because then it encourages this behavior, but uh, maybe... You want this kind of behavior encouraged, depending on what you're into. Sure. <laughs> Certainly made the Junos interesting. Yeah, I I don't know much about saving the green belt. I haven't paid too much attention to that cause, but there's an area of farmland and, and green uh, pastures. Sorry, I'm not listening, Taz. Your shirt is still on. Okay, let me take my shirt off while I tell you about this. Okay, sorry. What did Doug Ford do? <laughs> Here's my nipples. <laughs> and they're building highways and, and paving the green belt. And uh, apparently this uh, lady and her boobs want to save the green belt. Hmm. That, was the, that was the two points she was trying <laughs> to make. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Made from wing meat. And a lot of these boneless wings are made with parts of the chicken that aren't the wing. So he doesn't need it to be the wing itself with the bone precisely removed as long as it's all wing meat in there it's, jammed together? Yeah, it's not okay. wing meat. That is, the company's not even denying it. They said it's true. Our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. At least it's white meat. That's the expensive stuff. <laughs> they also went on to say our hamburgers contain no ham. And our buffalo wings are 0% buffalo. Wait, what's in their hot dogs? <laughs> so they're saying there's a lot of things that are named uh, in a way that doesn't represent exactly what is in the product. But nobody going in there thinks that a hamburger has ham in there, generally. But if you do say something is boneless wings, you think it must be the wings without the bone. Yeah. I've ordered wings before, and they said, do you want boneless wings or regular so it really like they're not the same thing yeah. so why are you saying boneless wings and if you're a stickler like you really care about your meat cuts when you order chicken wings you know 100% where it came from off the chicken but if you've ever seen McNuggets made behind the scenes yeah. it's like all the pieces put together well that's the difference between nuggets and and boneless wings boneless wings are made with the actual meat and the nuggets are made with Reconstituted meat. They That's call the it. worst word ever. 
reconstituted tiny bits of that meat like molded into nugget shape it, had their morning constitution and then they re-put it back in, in a deep fryer the guy suing is saying that the product is closer to nuggets than it is to actual deboned chicken wings this is the most blatant case of fraudulent advertising since my suit against the film the never-ending story uh, well i mean i've ordered boneless wings am i part of the class action do i get a little money <laughs> This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I know yesterday we did a rural report talking about how the average home price in Paris, Ontario, Jim, you, you told us that in Paris, France, same average home price. Basically, yeah. But around. you get much more for your money in Paris, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, I just I pulled up one random listen, listing and it was 200 square feet versus 900 square feet. Couple other small town stories here that we want to tell you about. Glencoe, Ontario, LCBO, smash and grab. Somebody drove a truck through the front of the LCBO. Here's the crazy thing. All that damage, all they stole was $200 worth of alcohol. <laughs> Just a little top up? Why? Ah. <sighs> Decisions people make, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's like when you're trying to find a movie on Netflix. There's so many options. You're not sure what you want to go with. You're paralyzed by choice. Yeah. You'd think they'd get, like, uh, enough to stock the the liquor cabinet at home. $200. That's a couple bottles, man. (laughs) The prices are going up. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe they accidentally drove into the LCBO and they knew they were going to be in trouble anyways. And they're like, well, I might as well have a drink. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Police are asking anyone with information for the LCBO smash and grab in Glencoe to contact the OPP. Uh, another small town story, Craft Hockeyville. There's a finalist in the Taz and Jim listening area. Mm-hmm. West Lorne, Ontario is in the top four here. The only Ontario town representing the top four here. Uh, the other three are St. Anselm, Quebec City, Maple Ridge, B.C., and St. Anne, Manitoba. It's a big deal if you win this. You get a bunch of money for your arena. They have the, the big day with the NHLers in town, and uh, they highlight your city on national television. So if you can get online, put your votes in for West Lorne, Ontario to get Hockeyville, I'm sure they would greatly appreciate that. We will post a link so you can vote for them on the Taz and Jim Facebook page to make it easy for everybody. Only in Ohio. Yeah, we like to uh, follow the news in Ohio. Some people call it the Florida of the northern United States. Some wild stuff happens there. This this is crazy. I wouldn't have seen this coming. An angry zebra in Ohio ripped a guy's arm off. Jeez. This past Sunday, just outside the town of Circleville, which is about 20 miles south of Columbus, Ohio, a 72-year-old man who owns a farm with several zebras on it was out in the, the field, and apparently you're allowed to own zebras in Ohio, I okay. guess. It's always the animals that you don't expect. You know, everyone is scared of bears and sharks. Sure. And, but, you know, I've heard hippopotamuses are more <laughs> dangerous than yeah. than sharks are. Sure, sure. All the fun-to-animate ones are the most dangerous. Zootopia had <laughs> a zebra. But zebras, I didn't know that you had to be uh, afraid of. 
I yeah, I don't know, but I I do know like they're kind of horses, and horses have incredibly strong jaws. So if they get yeah. a hold of your hand or something like that, they will rip it off. Well, this is what they think happened. The male zebra was being protective of some of the female zebras that were out there. Um, there's tourists that stop by this farm, so the whole thing was caught on video. Oh. This is this is real audio of them trying to get the zebra under control. Is there a way for you to keep him back? We're trying not to shoot him, but... Yeah. Oh. They said as long as you don't turn your head... Like, don't you... Don't like, turn your head. Keep looking at it? Yeah. Don't turn your head. So they, they were trying to control the zebra, but they couldn't. The thing broke loose and started charging towards a family, and they had to put it down. Oh, man. Yeah. What a disaster. What a disaster. Yeah, the zebra's dead, but this guy got his arm ripped off. I'm saying Let's in not general, obviously, I'm saying the whole situation is a disaster. 72-year-old man had his arm ripped off. Now, the good news is doctors say they ripped it off below the elbow and they were able to save the arm. No way! With Because, you know, you hear like a cut-off arm, it's like a clean incision, but the rip-off? You'd think the tendons would be torn. So 72-year-old Ronnie Clifton is going to have one hell of a story to tell the tourists that stopped by his zebra <laughs> farm from now on. It reminds me of a joke, Jim, that old joke, what? what's black and white and red all over? What? The newspaper and the face of a zebra <laughs> in Ohio. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Peacock. Let's go with sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He's here, and we're talking hockey. Toronto Maple Leafs. A little technical difficulty last night and a cool moment before the game even started. I like it when this happens organically, when they try to make the crowd sing the anthems, you know, on purpose. It's not as good, but when something happens and the crowd steps in, that's when it's extra special for me. And that happened last night between the Leafs and the Sabres. The American anthem was being sung, and then halfway through, the mic cut out. They gave the anthem singer another mic, and it didn't work either. You could hear it. A little bit in the background. There was a bit of confusion. And then all of a sudden, the crowd started to sing. Who's brought stripes? been right in there. You don't get an opportunity as a Canadian to sing the Star Spangled Banner that often. <laughs> no, but I got a feeling the Americans wouldn't be able to sing Oh Canada if the mic cut yeah. off, you know what I mean? It's a nice counterbalance to, uh, you know, Montreal booing the American anthem every now and then, so just to show not everyone up in Canada is a jerk. <laughs> and the rocket's red glare! <laughs> Fun, man. That's a good song. They got a good anthem. <laughs> it's a good tune. And how'd the rest of the evening go for the Toronto Maple Leafs? That was the highlight of the night for <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> oh, no. They scored uh, twice, looked like they were playing really well, and then they gave up three unanswered, or they gave up four unanswered, scored one goal late uh, to make it close, but it was over. 4-3 was the final score for Buffalo. And another different highlight you want to tell us about here. Yes, it was a memorable night for a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. Rebound, they score! 
Somehow it got in. Not sure if Dorfia knocked it in or not. It'll be his first in the NHL. I think it goes off of Jordan Bennington and comes back and hits Dorfia off of the head and into the net. I mean, that's a what different a... way of using your head to score a goal, John. And the young Russian Dorfia, the 22-year-old, gets his first NHL goal off his mask. So Pavel Dorfeyev scored a goal with his face. What happened was the puck bounced off Jordan Bennington, went up, hit him in the visor, and then went into the net. You could see afterwards he was almost, he almost reacted like he'd been shot, so his head moved back, <laughs> and the puck still went in. And then he was, after the, the, it was all done, he was kind of wiping his face to show everyone it hit me in the face, and it went in. Yeah. He looked a little disappointed that <laughs> he is going to now be known as the face goal guy like <laughs> you work your entire life to get to the nhl and then your first goal is a total fluke <laughs> off your head <laughs> wasn't a dangle he didn't you know rifle you know top corner didn't go bar down or anything like that just used his face well he puts pucks in nets that's all that matters <laughs> it brings a new meaning to the term face off huh jim <laughs> <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim's doing his research, trying to figure out who he's going to pick in his March Madness bracket. Well, we always talk about how fun it is to say the name Gonzaga. It's a it's a Garoppolo situation, isn't it? Gonzaga it is. is fun Total, to say as well. It's something about the words that start with a G. I don't know. There's a couple Gonzagas on the stage at the Junos last <laughs> night. I, uh, Bear the, Gonzagas. The first... Uh, March Madness bracket I ever filled out was grade 9 or 10 in high school, and I specifically remember I picked Gonzaga randomly, so I've always kind of cheered for them. And apparently they are one of the top picks here. The Athletic is saying, final four picks, is this Gonzaga's year? Slate Magazine is saying, pick Gonzaga to win the NCAA tournament. No, really. Because there's been a lot of high hopes from them in the past. I don't think they've ever won, but maybe this is their year. Gonzaga. <laughs> So you going with Gonzaga for the win then? Yeah, I might, might, I might well. put a little money. Just one team, go all the way. Hey, good luck to any guys out there who are going for their vasectomies today. This huh? is I don't know if this is true, but I've always heard that around March Madness, men will book their vasectomy oh. appointments so they can just lie on the couch and watch basketball while they're recovering and their families have to leave them alone. Have to, yeah. yeah That's I just brilliant. Had, I just had major surgery, family. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the good news is, for anyone who's got one scheduled, you probably won't end up with chronic scrotal pain, which is an actual medical term. It was thought that up to 5% of men ended up with some degree of chronic scrotal pain after a vasectomy, but a recent study found it's actually much lower than that. Out of 90,000 vasectomies over 15 years, that were examined, the rate, the actual rate of uh, chronic scrotal pain, which I would like to stop saying at this point, was just 0.12%. Okay, way different then. Yeah, they thought it was a 1 in 20 chance. It's more like a 1 in 1,000 chance yeah. that you're going to have uh, continuing pain down there after your vasectomy. I mean, what a miracle that you don't for the rest of your life. <laughs> Truly, could there be a more delicate thing? Yeah. Anything else happens to it. You know, you sit down wrong and oh, you could have certainly. chronic scrotal pain for a month or two, but they can get right in there, 
cut or tie, whatever they do. And <laughs> I think they just put a clip on it. <laughs> <laughs> chip clip? Put on sure. a chip clip and you're fine. It naturally falls off. <laughs> Good luck with your vasectomies and enjoy the March Madness tournament. Sports time. Devin Peacock is here. He's our sports guy on the Taz and Jim show. NFL football, Dev. Free agency opened on Monday, and a lot of big moves uh, were made. Uh, one of the interesting ones was Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. So when you're the Raiders and you get rid of Derek Carr, who's now a New Orleans Saint, was Jimmy Garoppolo the uh, the the end goal here, or like what's like what's the th- the theme. This is nothing against Jimmy Garoppolo, but their stats and their abilities are kind of the same at this point. So it just seems like somewhat of a lateral move. Now, the one difference between Jimmy Garoppolo and and Derek Carr is Garoppolo has a previous history with Josh McDaniels, uh-huh. which I imagine would be the case. But Jimmy Garoppolo... His, his name is funner to say. It is funner. True. Garoppolo. It's just True. Garoppolo, you know, when you're trying to improve over Derek Carr, who is a very good quarterback, I felt, for the Raiders. Mm. Garoppolo's not the guy you would think of. The Chicago Bears uh, have been making some moves. Of course, they made the big trade to deal away the first overall pick. They've uh, boosted up their defense. One of the guys they signed was Tremaine Edmonds from the Buffalo Bills. The Bills went into free agency way over the salary cap, so they could not afford him. They were $18 million over the cap. They've restructured the deals of Josh Allen and Von Miller. Got to keep those guys. To give themselves $32 million in cap space. So the Bills are okay now, but they've lost Edmonds, one of their captains on defense. The Chicago Bears need help on both sides of the ball everywhere, so Edmonds will be huge. They've added some uh, some other pieces to their defense. The Chicago Bears are a really interesting team right now. They need to build up a lot more, but if you're in the NFC North and you're a fan of, oh, I don't know, the Detroit Lions and you're hoping maybe this year was going to be your year, the Bears could be bumping up against the Lions here a little bit in terms of uh, competitiveness in the NFC North. Have you heard the rumor that uh, the Buccaneers are all in on Baker Mayfield? Yes. No way, (laughs) eh? Okay. All right. Uh, you know, it was fun. We had Brady. We won, we won the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll give Baker a try. That's a, that's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the uh, the deal between the Jets and Aaron Rodgers? Is he leaving Green Bay? I, I've heard rumors that it's a done deal. It just hasn't been announced yet. It appears to be a done deal. You know, a lot of these guys, Trey Wingo was reporting this uh, the other day, saying that it, it is done. Uh, Adam Schefter has said it's not done yet, but it does seem very close. It seems to be, at this point, the ball's in Aaron Rodgers' court. If he wants to do this, if he wants to come back, and he wants to go to the Jets, this could happen. The Packers seem pretty enthusiastic for them to to move on to the Jordan Love era. So I think this is going to happen, and the AFC East next year is going to have Aaron Rodgers in it. Caw-caw.